Welcome to Healthline by Prudence Davis. I believe that a meaningful life is strongly influenced by our mental and physical well-being. My purpose is to inspire and help others to understand the importance of health in their everyday life. Whether it's related to mental pain, stress or physical challenges, it's especially the long-term changes that I find interesting. We'll be looking into how healthy habits and cognitive processes can be implemented in daily routines so you can be thriving and high on your own supply with help from the best experts around the world. Stay healthy, stay tuned. And welcome to Healthline, your hotline to help. My name is Prudence Davis, and I'm very, very grateful to have Yelde from Plugin um, here in the studio today. Thank you for uh, taking out your precious time um, to come here and use it with me and the listeners. And thank you, uh, thank you for showing up. Sure. Um, first question, always in every episode, is what's your purpose here in life and mm. why? And I know it's a big question. <laughs> yeah. So uh, feel free <laughs> to take your time. <laughs> sure. I think I could put many words on it, but um, for me, it's really a, an experience. It's a state of mind and body and soul, I think, that I really like to share with people. Um, you could call it being free, but you could also call it like experiencing inner peace. You could also call it having attention to what really matters in life and helping people achieve that state or live from that state or come back to that state when they forget it. Because I think we all experience that state sometimes and I think we just need to be reminded that it exists and to create a meaningful and fun and simple way or ways to enter that. And then this new project that I'm working on now, Plugin, is kind of like a playground or a system or a, a, a way to live out that lifestyle where we can integrate it in everyday life in the heart of a busy city like Copenhagen. That sounds amazing. Yeah. How did that start? It? <laughs> That's always so interesting. Yeah. Um, the turning point. I think there, there, there are many different starts and on this journey, um, but... It really, there was there was a tipping point in my life when I was 21 years old and I was uh, still running my first company, Soundbox, which is really, really fast growing uh, hardware company, one of the fastest growing hardware companies ever in, in Denmark. And uh, we were very young when we started it, we were 18. And I dealt with a lot of stress and a lot of um, this huge vision and this, extremely huge potential that we are still f- yet to fulfill with Soundbox. And I'm still an owner of it, but but um, I had a huge crash. And then this search for, I guess, meaning or peace or joy started. And I discovered that I should maybe quit some of my uh, habits that that wasn't necessarily really making me happy. I was really chasing a lot of, I call it fake fake dopamine. It was just basically like a bunch of impulse-driven, um, fast dopamine 
uh, kind of like lifestyle. And I just realized that uh, it was never going to bring me where I wanted to go because I got all that external success very early, but I I wasn't happy at all. And I saw a lot of, I was caught up in this environment with a lot of rich people and successful entrepreneurs and very few of them were actually <laughs> happy in the way that I was looking to be. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is this is not going to take me where I really want to go. Um, and I think I'm, I'm I'm just too honest to myself, so I just had to flip that around, and then I I started uh, this whole journey with meditation and all kinds of things, and started uh, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking, I stopped everything for like three years straight. So I went from one extreme to another. Now I'm more in like in a balance situation where I can I can enjoy uh, a drink or whatever, but I'm I'm not doing that that often maybe a few times a year. Um, but that was a very long answer to your question. How did it all start? Um, so it, it, I had a tipping point when I was 21, but then plugin has started in five different, th- there's been different small tipping points the last five, six years until like I just went for it and I just went all in. And um, I think that was like, one and a half years ago when Julie, my girlfriend at that point and now wife and mother to our child and my really good best friend Louis and a a bunch of people that we had been doing like sort of tests for fun stuff. Um, Then we just decided like, let's do it now. We're never going to feel ready. Like we're never going to feel 100% ready. And then my, my final tipping point was actually like, just felt like a, such a huge calling to do this. And I've been super afraid to go into this new identity or this new uh, field because it's a very different, like selling speakers and uh, doing, you know, advertising and branding for a very like commercial, fast growing brand is something very different than working with people and actually wanting to help them, right? It's <laughs> very different. Two different things. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure we made, we, we are making a lot of people happy with Soundbox, but it's just in a very different way. Um, but there are some synergies that I, that felt very natural to me. But, but it's the tip. Final tipping point was just like, I have to do this. I actually tried to work on other things, but I just always returned to this. And so, why is that, do you think? I, I I actually think that we have some sort of an innate purpose, some sort of a calling with our lives. And I just uh, I just think that the the deeper we go within, the more we're gonna the the, the f- like we have to listen to that. And I, I just ended up going deep deep with breathwork and meditation and all these things because that's what made me happy and every time i went in there i saw this vision of what we're doing now and i saw the vision of what i dreamed that we're going to be doing in the future as well so that i couldn't i i would start feeling bad because i I went in a different direction and then i would do the things that made me happy breathwork meditation body stairs whatever like all these things walking in nature reading a book getting my nervous system down and then these ideas would start coming back so i actually tried to avoid <laughs> starting blogging for a few years <laughs> okay. um because uh, 
I knew that it wouldn't necessarily be super easy. No, and it's it's a journey, right? Because yeah. one thing I would also love to talk about is the journey with yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, personally, with everything that comes around it, building a business, being with people. Yeah. Um, how has that journey been for you? Mm. I think now now you're asking me on a day where I'm, where I'm also still uh, struggling a little bit with my own mental ups and downs so so the answer could be very different if you'd asked me let's say two weeks ago it would be like yeah it's easy it's cool it's like everything is fine and i i would literally feel like that right because most of the time it is fun and amazing and going really really well but i also have days where i'm like what the fuck should we go this direction are we overcomplicating stuff or can it be this simple or blah 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 like How much, how much do we want to prioritize online versus physical? Because we're, we're sort of like doing a hybrid between sauna, breathwork, parties, accountability, like inspirational speaking, online courses, and trying to create this lifestyle community. So it's it's kind of like a big dream and a big vision. I, I could probably have made it a little more simple by just doing breathwork, but I just don't feel like just doing one thing. So that's the tricky part, is actually uh, to make it all uh, fit together into one ecosystem. Um, and also because I preach focus myself. Um, and and I and I have one focus. It is one direction. I want to bring people into the essence of who they are, but I like to work with different tools because myself, I have ups and downs. I'm, I'm dealing with symptoms of bipolar uh, where where I experience like really heightened states and really low states and it's different I need different techniques to get to the core right so I don't, I don't like to make things too simple I don't think there's like one magic pill I don't think that I can just do Wim Hof breathing forever and then I'll be balanced um, I also need to combine that with some other tools so right now it's actually a little bit tricky i think we are in a process of really understanding exactly what we're doing and um, why we're doing some things and why we're not doing other things and really cutting into the core. Um, but most of the time, it's it's an amazing journey and I get to do it with the people that I love the most and we get to help people. And I think Louis reminded me yesterday of some of the testimonials that we have from people that come in and that kind of like kickstarted my energy again. Mm, so uh, it's really cool to be to be working in this completely new field and uh, getting to help people and make them, I guess, more healthy and happy and all that stuff. Makes so much sense. And how do you think, you know, we talked about it shortly before, like the responsibility you also have for other people and the pressure that comes from that. And, you know, I think that there can be sometimes assumptions that, Because you work with health, mm. then you are super healthy. Then mm. you are, you know, aligned, mm. and everything is, you know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. That I have a lot of different thoughts. About that. <laughs> you can just start. <laughs> we could spend just start. Just talking about. Um, mm. I think, I think it's important to step up, and show the best side of yourself. But I also think it's really important to admit that 
I'm not perfect or that I don't necessarily have it all the time. So the way that I deal with that is actually usually by mostly of most of the time I'll check in and say like, this is how I'm feeling today as a beginning of the session. And there will always be someone who resonates with that. And then I'll, so I took a um, facilitator education, space holder meditation, facilitator education, right? And the teacher from this education told me that it's everyone can hold space. Everyone can facilitate, but it's very few people that can actually continue doing it. And I love that sentence because I think that's so true. So for me, it is really about not feeling responsible for anyone else than my own progress. And in that process of letting go of expectations of how other people should react or feel or turn out to be after a session or, you know, that's where the true healing and the true authenticity comes up because then people can actually be themselves. So the more that I enter this state of like my core, my authenticity and my presence, not meaning that I have to be happy all the time and strong and perfect, no, just meaning that I have to be true to who I am right now, the more I actually transform my own negative emotions and my own shit and my own trauma, and then I actually get to deal with myself while I am facilitating for other people. And I have no expectations to how they are going to react. I, of course, have hopes, <laughs> but I'm, I try to detach myself from that. And then it goes really well when I come from that place. And then I can continue doing it because I actually grow in that process. So when I look back the last two years, fuck, I've learned so much. And, um, and I think I've really laid, laid as, as a very, very, very stable foundation for the next like year or five years or 10 years or the rest of our lives uh, for, for making a really, really successful and impactful um, community or program or process. And, and I'm, I'm growing a lot and I'm feeling overall much more stable and grounded and peaceful and happier. So, so that's my indicator. If it works for me, then it's probably going to work for someone else. Right. Um, that's, that's how I think about it. No, but it's it's so beautifully put of you because I think that so many people have great intentions and maybe they're also in a, a healing journey on, on their own, you know, mm -hmm. and can be triggered. So how can we help people heal uh, mm -hmm. without um, attaching us too much to yeah. how it should look or feel or be like? And, you know, but I think that you're such a great example of you know uh, how it is to be in a healing journey and mm -hmm. it's not leaner and but also just being vulnerable i think that's the glue yeah. that the you know get gets us people together in a way and keep us connected also yeah um in in terms of the community i really want to 
um, get the listeners to also know what it is mm-hmm. that you have created. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my husband Jonas. He went to you and he was really happy and mm-hmm. he, he he really liked it. And mm-hmm. he, I, I I really push him to come more because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been slagging a bit. But yeah, you know yeah. that's like everything else in life. But I mm-hmm. think. Um, when it started, you know, when I heard about it, and it's it seems like it's just you know been expanding and expanding, and you've gotten more and more people in. Mm-hmm. But what is it exactly um, that you want to um, give people with that community? I think I want to make it really simple and easy and fun to live, you know, a connected life with inner peace and where you can really put attention to the things that matter to you, whether it's work privately or professionally or even for the party. So we have these different tools, I call them. Like we do a pretty intense sauna cold exposure experience. We facilitate breath work that also have this meditative component. And then we have uh, the party, which is like a which I'm also obviously really excited about because of the journey with Soundbox. I threw a lot of parties and some of the greatest friends and experiences I've had in my life has definitely been like dancing, listening to great music and connecting through that ecstatic experience that a party can be. So we do that with um, no alcohol or very limited amounts of alcohol. If someone came to me and said like, hey, do you want to facilitate a plug-in party? Like we're going to have a few drinks that completely fine with me. It's, that's just not what's about it's about the dance the music the um, uh, the the heart opening experience it can be to just really let go right and then i also do public speaking around entrepreneurship and uh, mental health and focus and balance so that's like four tools that for me is the plug in lifestyle so me for me it's really lifestyle how can i make it super fun to gain real dopamine how can I get that high that I really love from life through healthy experiences rather than killing myself with work and drugs and all that shit, right? Um, so it's it's getting the same joy and the same ecstasy out of life that I was pursuing as a teenager just through healthy and sustainable activities. And now I found them even more ecstatic. And that's 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 a really interesting part. Um, so to make that simple and fun and accessible and easy is uh, kind of like the the mission for plugin right now. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And um, what you know, what were your thoughts on building that? It's something you're testing yourself before, right, and facilitating it. But can you dive a little more into you know the benefits mm-hmm. of the things you have? Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of breathwork and and the eyes, and why is it exactly that? I think it's really important to understand, like we, I can of course name drop a lot of science. Um, it's great for sleep and improve focus and creativity and overall health and cardiovascular um, diseases and all these things, and we can continue that list. But I think it's really important to also be aware that we are working with holistic tools that will ultimately affect every aspect of your life because it completely changes your perspective and your energy and your decision-making. So it's like, yeah, there are some very technical benefits like better sleep and et cetera, but it's it's fucking life-changing. 
it, it literally changes your life. It changes the people you hang out with. It changes your conversations. It changes the books you read. It changes how you perceive money, relationships, uh, sex, uh, drugs. It changes everything. <laughs> so uh, it's it's really heavy, heavy transformational tools that basically changes your perception of life. And that will ultimately change in some way who you are, also on a cell level. Because if you don't drink alcohol every single weekend, if you don't smoke, if you don't uh, scroll on Instagram, if you don't like watch endless amounts of Netflix and porn or whatever you can do to disturb your, you know, get away from your, <laughs> and if you don't like work um, like a crazy madman, like what then are you gonna do? Then, then you're gonna start filling up your life with. So, it, there, it it has a lot of technical benefits. We can talk a lot about that, but ultimately, this is about changing your life for the better and creating a lifestyle that is sustainable and meaningful and makes life a little bit more like a playground. I think it makes so much sense, and also I think an an aspect that's more. I think more talked about now, but also like the social, you can say, uh, part of the healing journey. Because um, I think about my own healing journey, it was very not lonely, but I was mm-hmm. a lot with myself, and I didn't have so many people around me that could relate, or maybe people who were not, you know, mm. I, I hate to call it conscious, but you go, you know, when you you are in pain. Sometimes you can you can really get that consciousness uh, in an, another way. You know, people can get it from different experience. But for me, what I'm trying to say is just like, um, why is it important to have it with you know this healing journey with other people, mm-hmm. having a community? Why is yeah. that important? Well, let's start with the research. There's this really famous study by Robert Waldinger on the study of happiness. I guess you've seen that, mm, right? Yeah. So the number one factor for a long and happy life is the quality of your relationships. And I think like sharing a deep experience where you are actually vulnerable and where you allow yourself to laugh or cry or be in silence is one of the best ways for me. It is the best way for me to connect with people. Because if we did a session like that, I would feel like I knew you on a very deep level and I wouldn't have to understand like your what grades you got or what paper you had or how many amazing projects you finished at work. I, I actually, not that I don't care about that, but it's just that it, I would rather connect in silence than listen to your life story. I would much rather feel that connection right now and right here and then um and then from there we can live right but so for me at least and i and i experience i i i, I feel like a lot of people feel this way as well is that uh, it just becomes much more meaningful to hang out with people and i i can be a big fucking introvert i can have such a hard time meeting new people and listening to random facts about their life and like i'm not gonna remember it because <laughs> um but i but i like hanging out with people but i like hanging out with people in this way and uh, either i have i had to be drunk or high in order to be together with a lot of people 
now I can do it in this way where it's like so much more nice and I actually come home and I feel rested and inspired. Um, so for me, it's these tools and this sort of community where we practice these things is is a way for me to also connect with people on a on a deeper level and and fill out that um that fucking meaningless hole that life can be sometimes right yeah yeah it's, you know <laughs> but uh, no i understand i th- i'm really also interested in you know the shift mm-hmm. you know from you you know was it a lot of pain was it you know oh, yeah Yeah, but, but you know and when it still is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, but I understand how <laughs> no, it is. But it, I think that it's just so interesting. Like, when did you have like a? Some people have a, you know, a vision or something mm. else. But when did you stop what you were doing with that lifestyle and wanted something better for, for yourself? For me, it's been. It's not like there. There, there has been some three like main events. But then I would also quickly fall back into all with uh, so I have a hard time changing habits. Um so I'm still dealing with some of the same stuff. It's just not as much. Um but there's been I had like a pretty solid uh over I don't in then it's like overbro. Like overconsumption. Overconsumption. Like like a functional overconsumption of alcohol and weed, right? And I think a lot of Danes would just look at that and be like, oh, you you smoked a few joints in the weekend and you had like 10, 20, 30 drinks every weekend. Like that's 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 cool. But then add that up with a very uh, with a mind that Um, if I go to a doctor, they will call it bipolar disease. For me, it's just like it's just a m- mental imbalance that ar- comes when I'm not um, playing my strengths. When I'm not taking care of myself, I have bipolar tendencies. If I don't spend enough time in nature with healthy food with people that I like, if I worry too much about the past and the future, then I get what a doctor would call bipolar, right? Um, and I spend a lot of my life doing all that, and I still get trapped in some of the same habits, old negative thought patterns. Um, so for me, the ultimate pain is wanting to kill myself, for sure. And my granddad uh, on both sides did that. So it's 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 like there's something in the family, there's something in the genes, there's something in... There's this deep depression that can just come and take over everything. And it is the most painful thing I have experienced. And it can um it doesn't it doesn't get the same grasp on me anymore, but it can still be very intense. And that's why I really have to step up and use all these tools and really be uh, courageous enough to open up and share it with my girlfriend or friend or coach or even just experience it i think i think it's it's just do i do i dare to to go into that emotion and can i sit with it and that's a fucking crazy journey 
No, I understand because when when a you know intense emotion comes up, how do you deal with it? Because as, as you say, some of us numb it. Some of us, mm-hmm. you know, you know how. Yeah, my yeah. my default is yeah. to numb it. Yeah. My default, my mind thinks, okay, bad emotion, smoke weed. Bad emotion, uh, eat eat a lot, or work a lot, or get blame someone, right? <laughs> Watch something, right? Uh, take up your phone and go on Instagram. Like, I'll just find ways to distract myself from that emotion. And it can even just be like a silly little thought or that it triggers a little emotion, then it goes down this path. I can really overthink stuff. And like, for example, I saw my good friend posted a story about the earthquake in Morocco. And then my mind went like, fuck, this world is fucking crazy. 2,000 people just died like that. That could happen to anyone but my family. And then it just continues. And then it goes, let's smoke a cigarette. Right? Life is fucking meaningless. And that's where I have the choice. Like, do I do I allow myself that and do it with, with kind of like uh, acceptance? Or do I, is this a moment where I want to get rid of the old patterns. Do I want to start, and I can breathe, I can go for a run, I can take you know, five push-ups, I can call my coach, I can, um, I can, I can just, I can do so many things. There's so many things I can do, big and small, uh, write in a journal, whatever. There's all, all those tools, we all know them, right? I <laughs> think if you follow this podcast, you probably have them all. I don't need to tell you what to do. Just fucking do the right thing. I don't care what I do. Just f- go for real dopamine versus fake dopamine. That's that's the process I'm in right now. It's really um, every time I get this urge to go back to old patterns, take the right choice. Take the choice that is aligned with the vision, the purpose. With I have this picture of myself carrying... Um, my daughter on my shoulders or my granddaughter or my grand-granddaughter, right? When I'm 100 years old. And that really gets me going. That is fucking motivating for me. Um, so finding my own mind tricks to to take the right choice and then have this community. And then luckily I have, I facilitate breathwork and sauna and parties and speaks. So I've kind of like designed myself a life where I am holding myself accountable now you invite me and I, I sit here and I actually, I'm, right now I'm teaching myself what to do, right? I don't care about anyone listening. I'm doing this. <laughs> Obviously, I would love to help someone, but that's, I'm also doing this that's for myself. That's so honest. No, yeah. that's, you know, that's so, you're just real, you know, it's very honest. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I hate the word authentic, but I just, you know, it's very like genuine. Yeah. You can feel it comes from your heart and your own desire to help yourself, you know, mm-hmm. because... But um, you actually also answered my uh, question uh, about, um, you know, one thing is taking a big responsibility yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, for your own health and well-being, but also the environment around you. So um, how do you create an environment also outside, you know, your community and, and your workspace, you know, to help you support everything, maybe your relationships, you know, how can you... Uh, you know, all the cues we get from our mm. environment, how do you sustain that? Yeah, I think it's just about making real dopamine easily accessible. Like, for example, I removed my TV from my home. 
now we can only watch Netflix on our computer. And it's not that it's hard now to, to and sometimes we watch a movie, but it's just like, it's not in the fucking front of our living room. And I have a fucking sauna. Five minutes away, I started plugging. I can drive to my own sauna. And I have uh, ice baths for 14 people. I can, it's, I hold myself accountable. I've built myself a system where I have to show up. And um, I have a coach that I tell, I tell her like, you have to, I actually told her today, like you have to fucking, you have to hold me accountable. Um, even when I'm running away from myself, that's where I need you to help me. And I tell that to my wife and my best friend as well. And I also help them when they get out of. So I think it's really also about like, do we have water in the fridge or do we have Coca-Cola in the fridge? It's super fucking simple. So for me, it's just about cleaning up everything that doesn't align with the person I want to be in 10, 30, 50 years and making the hard choices. And uh, also, this is something I could be better at, cutting out people or relationships like with peace or with love and just with respect, like, okay, we're going different directions in life. Like you, you have your thing, I have my thing. And really allowing like relationships to to come and go, because maybe I'm also not the healthiest person for someone. Like for example, I had to fire someone in June, and I wasn't the best leader for them, and they weren't the best employee for me. So just allowing that natural shift in life is also a big part. I think people is, is such a huge part of our environment, right? And that's that's the trickiest part, I think, because that's that's where the judgment towards others and ourselves can really. <laughs> I don't know if, if you feel that way. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, yeah, as you say, I think it's when you, I'm a big fan of setting healthy boundaries mm -hmm. so you can feel safe. And mm. I think that it doesn't have to be like in a tough way and, you know, mm. no, in anger. I think mm. it's important to be honest also with boundaries. And I think that, as you say, it's a, a transformative place you have. Mm. So, of course, people are going to change. Of course, you know, we're not, we are evolving all the time. And I think that, I experienced it when there is a resistant on mm -hmm. that change. And mm -hmm. it's not always like a happy ending. Sometimes it's also like, oh, you know, we were going. But if if you are mm, in relationship with someone or, you know, friends or colleagues, you know, that are resisting that change, mm -hmm. um, then it can yeah. be very difficult. Yeah. And then it can be, yeah. And exactly. I think that I think that we are us humans sometimes if it's great uh, change we are just afraid of if it because it's a lose of control in a way so yeah, even for the better you know also something for me like it's it's probably going to be good for me to release some of the trauma inside of me but but something old has to die in order for something new to come up uh, so no matter how good or bad the change is it's going to be painful and i think that's the pain we don't like to experience So we'd rather go for the fake fun dopamine right now and then experience the pain later. <laughs> no, but it, I think that pain is the price we have to pay yeah. for love, for everything mm. we care about. It, it's a price for grief. Uh, it's just about embracing it. So, yeah. When? How do you think the balance is? Because let's say you are you're in a position where you actually like your nine to five job you actually like your career you maybe have kids or you have family and you have priorities you want to play sports and maybe you don't have time or money or resources or you have a lot of limiting beliefs around like um going deep within 
but you're also you're also still listening to this podcast, so you sort of have an urge to do it, right? But what do you think? Because now we're in a lucky position where we basically put all our energy into this lifestyle, and I can think sometimes like it's so hard for me to make this switch or this change. How can I authentically guide someone who only has maybe one or two hours a week dedicated to this process? How do I help them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. No, how, no, how, yeah. how do you go about that? Because yeah, okay, that's an interesting question. Yeah, um, I think that I just uh, inspire and live it myself. Mm. Live, then, then it inspires people, and then you can start small, implementing. But. Thank you so much, Yelte, <laughs> for your time. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you so much for using your precious time and your vulnerability, but also uh, your story to inspire others. Thank you. Sure. Having routines that support me in my sometimes very busy everyday life is um, very crucial. And I think health should be easy. It should be something that's convenient as well. And I think that Pure Greens have such a nice intention around that. They uh, started many years ago. At the, I visited them first time at Felix Bear because I needed uh, something easy. I was um, also doing meals at home, but uh, I also need something on the go. I had always like a, a class that I I teach at that time, and I could never uh, make myself lunch or anything. So I always popped by there, and they always had my you know celery, green juices, uh, and matcha as well. So that was a big help for me and still is now I'm able to use their freshly pressed green juices when I go to events and then host my Pilates and meditation events and it's it's so nice because everything is fresh and it's you're also tapping into a community of like-minded people that loves to help people stay motivated in their healthy routines as well. So um, the salads they made are uh, also selected and uh, the tastes are mixed together um, by a, um, a gourmet uh, chef. So the tastes, it's not just a salad, it's like a whole taste experience as well. So... I really love to go there and, and get inspired, especially by their juices. And uh, I'm a big fan of their salad called Mexicali as well, because it's just, I've just been to Mexico and it takes you into a nice, like comforting food, but it's still super healthy. The ingredients are also selected very carefully um, together with the taste, the dressings. Uh, as well are not like filled with a lot of processed ingredients it's very clean and very helpful in uh, a busy day life and the owners behind are also very amazing uh, heartwarming people who has a, a very nice purpose around helping people and making health um, easier as well so pure greens thank you so much for trusting in me but also um, sponsoring this episode thank you for that